Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Today's show, today is Thursday, Dream Theme Thursday, the 24th of June, and here we are. We're rounding up the month. I think, is this our last Dream Theme Thursday? It may be, or maybe next Thursday. I think, nope, next Thursday we will be on July 1st. I'm just like watching time fly by. You know, we have a wedding that I got to save the date for before covid and um or right around covid and i thought oh i wonder if we'll be going to that wedding with covid we didn't see vaccines coming into play or anything yet and here we are going on saturday so that's so crazy so today i have a dream from liam that he posted on my page and he says i had a dream and i was in america and you nadia were driving a van and i was a passenger in the seat Your son and daughter and her boyfriend, who's now her fiancé, were in the next seats back. I was talking loads to all of you, and I was even asking your daughter's boyfriend where in Ireland his parents were from. Actually, his parents were born here. He's like third generation. But it's interesting, the dreams and the truth. You mentioned to me at the summit in 2017 that your daughter's boyfriend was of Irish heritage. Then you brought us to a place like a camp where you do fun things. I went into one room and a lady wanted me to draw her. It was like an arts and crafts thing. Then your daughter's boyfriend asked me to come with him. We arrived at an army type jeep where people can fit in the back and army men were throwing spades in the back. What What's a spade, if you could write me in the chat? I don't know what throwing spades is in the back. I got scared because I thought maybe they'd kill me and bury me, so I didn't go. Later, my cousin came back from that trip, and the Army men, and he said, had a great time. Then I think we were all having food. I remember thinking, oh, like a shovel. Got it, Liam. Thank you. Then I think we were having food. I remember thinking that America is different to Ireland and that you have to be more streetwise over there. Can't remember anything else. Thanks. It's funny that my daughter's fiance um, 
did two rounds in Afghanistan, actually. He was there twice, and he was a Marine. So it's funny that you had an army, and you went back, and so it looked scary, and you didn't go. But this dream is more like one of those dreams where fears want to come in, but then you realize that your fears were unfounded, so you were okay. You were safe. That you know, you. It's funny when people hear a lot about others. They, we, we feel we know them, and so there was a comfort there, an interest there, a family feeling there. That you know, you're just part of the family, hanging out with the family. Even your cousin was there, who wasn't mentioned in the dream, but went where you were scared to go. But it turned out your fear was unfounded. That you were amongst safety, amongst safe people amongst a safe environment so all that being taken in it was like in the middle of like a mundane type thing and it connected your culture with this culture it was building bridges to family and letting go of fears and realizing that everything's okay and then you know your biggest thought after that was well you know america is different to ireland and you just have to be more streetwise got to keep that in mind and you're done you're good. You're happy. So it is It is building deeper connections more in the psyche and in the heart, not only to us. We're just an example of a family to you, but that family is important to you and that trust of that family is important to you and that you, you yourself can also trust your environment amongst family. It's really it's an interesting thing because this morning I woke up at 2 o'clock in the morning. At 2 o'clock in the morning, I was at 11.57, I woke up and I go, oh my God, it's only 11.57. What, what made me wake up and feel like it was time to wake up? And I was going back and forth all night in my sleep until I finally said, let me just wake up. So I just get up. And I don't know why I'm feeling this. And I come downstairs and I took my phone with me. I go to the restroom. I come back. And in the meantime, I just thought, I don't even know why, just out of habit or wrote. I checked Facebook. I put up a picture of the moon. The moon was so super cool last night. And I wanted to see that picture again. And and someone I know saw me online and she texted me. It's my friend Lisa the one who is blind. And she says, are you awake? And I say, yeah, what are you doing awake? And she said, my mom just passed away this morning. And I go, oh, wow. Wow. Now, I know her mother very well. Talk about family, people we know that become family. Talk about the tie-ins, right? And I go, holy cow, because she has been, you know, declining, but slowly, slowly, slowly. But home, you know, home, eats, sleeps at home, taking care of her, you know, can be left alone kind of at home. And she fell on Saturday and then just declined like a cascade of events. And... uh 
I said, oh, you know, I was so restless in my sleep. It's it's weird that it had to wake me up. And, you know, during the day, I barely have time to talk on the phone to anybody. And yesterday she called me in the daytime, but, you know, didn't see this coming yet. And I hadn't been able to get back to her. So this morning at like 2.15, we're talking on the phone for an hour. But things happen like that, right? We wake up in our sleep. We're where we need to be. There are no mistakes. We got to talk about it. I have so many memories with their family. When I first got divorced, I spent every weekend with them. Their mother helped me a lot in my lifetime. I helped them as well, and I became part of their family. I was like their adopted daughter. And um, we found that out today. And I thought, gosh, how much we have grown that when someone passes, we understand. You know, we always will feel sad. We'll always feel that longing. But even bigger than that, we feel that gratefulness that we got to feel family through them, that their love, their acceptance, their care, that it mattered, and it matters. And even taking that back to your dream of my family, you feel like family, you feel close, you feel loved, you feel cared for. Even though you never met my daughter, barely met my son, never met her boyfriend, and yet the closeness, the love just abounds. It's like this bouncing ball that everywhere it goes, it leaves a little bit of itself and never goes away. My restlessness in my sleep, why? There was no reason. There wasn't really anything bothering me. There wasn't anything, you know, making me just jump out of bed. I was fighting it because normally I just fall asleep and I fall asleep hard until I wake up and then I wake up and then boom, I'm gone. I start running. But this morning there was no way and it was only to find out that Lisa was awake and needed to talk because we feel connected to family, to friends. And then she said something very interesting. She said... My brother is so upset that he didn't get to see her. She had passed away right before he got there. And I said, you know that that happens when they want it to happen that way. You will not be present. If they don't want you present when they pass, they don't want you to see them that way. They don't want that to be your last memory of them. They will die not in your presence. It is not our call. It is their call in a way. When my father died, only my sister was there at 8 o'clock in the morning before all of us filed into the hospital. When my mother died, my sister, one of my sisters and I were there, and two of them were on their way, and just by five minutes, one by ten minutes, the other were not present when my mom passed away. None of us had control of that. It's not our call. It's between them and God. But our human connection 
is very strong. And your whole dream is about that human connection, a day in the life of, but it turned out it was a trusting environment, even when you yourself didn't trust. And then you just kind of went on like, okay, that, that box is checked off. Trust is checked off. Trust is checked off. I have to tell you guys a story about trust. One day I was at someone's house. It was actually a friend of mine. Um, And if anyone went to the first summit that I did, we didn't do one this year. We had COVID issues and whatever. But when we did the first summit, there was uh, two other speakers included with me. One dealt with food, which was Christina Avenes which you guys would remember, and she was a food person. She wrote a book called Beyond Organic. And then there was Dr. Mihoko, who has since also passed on April 11th. This will be three years. Um, this, or not April, I'm sorry, August 11th um, will be three years in this August. And so it was the three of us. And I just thought they knew me. They got it. Mihoko did for sure. Mihoko is the one who introduced me to Christina, who introduced me to a lot of people. I spent hours at Christina's house. We worked together. We talked together. I, I worked through their family dynamics and did all that stuff for years. Two years ago, I was at their house. I think it's three now, three, because since I moved. So it's almost three years. I leave. While I was there, I got this message. I don't get them very often, but I got one, and I relate it to them. And they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah. I don't want to reveal the message because it would be embarrassing maybe for them. I don't know. I didn't ask their permission. But they got this message, so I tell them. And, you know, no skin off my back. I'm just the messenger, and then I leave. I'm going to go back to my life. And then when I left, they started talking amongst themselves, which they later admitted to me, that they weren't sure if I was for reals. Because why would I say that? Even when I was saying it, I said, why would I say that, God? But I said it. I had to. It was like I couldn't leave without saying it because it wasn't my information. It was their information. So what happened? So I leave, and their daughter is was in medical school, but she's also doing like holistic type things, and she can tell by, I mean, you have to take your shoes and socks off by pressing certain parts of the bottom of your feet. She can tell by the tensities almost like a lie detector test, whether someone is real or not. So whatever, it's telling the truth, not is real, because how many people walk around saying they've seen Christ? So either way, they do this exercise amongst each other after I leave their house. Because they didn't believe me or want to or whatever was happening there, it was not happening there. So 
I guess they realized that what I was saying was true. I don't know exactly. I can't describe to you what they did. They're the ones who do it. I'm not too sure, but either way, the next time I saw them, they were like listening to me intently. Now, I did not know this had happened. And they were asking me all these questions. I'm like, geez, what is up with you guys? And when the daughter went away, the mother told me what they did, how the daughter doubted me and wanted to know if, it was, if I was real or telling the truth. And what I, what I said was just a business-related thing. I mean, to me, I know there was importance to it because it was one of those things that came through me, but I didn't realize how it was going to affect them. Because I felt that sense of family with them. But then I realized that they weren't so sure about me. Never even thought it. But then she told me when they did it, they found out that I was being truthful. And I said, well, I had no reason not to be, but okay. You know, thank you for telling me. Because what you just told me told me that you're an example of a million. And so a lot of people are going to doubt me just like you did, no matter how much I think I know them. Even bigger, how much I think they know me or can trust me. Since then, they see me as family, but they needed, you know, a few verification, validation steps between what I told them and what they believe now or come to know. I don't know exactly how they did what they did. But I thought, well, you know, we all have the right to question. We all have the right to back out. Just like Liam in your dream, you got scared because you thought maybe they'd kill and bury you. Think about how far your mind went with that. So you, you didn't even go. But that wasn't in the energy. So you start to say things like, you know, who do I not trust and why? Is it my gut feeling or do I just not trust everybody? Like where, where does that come from? And I now have learned, which I didn't do before. I used to just, you know, bring someone in and find out the facts later. But now I find out first. Now I ask questions first. Now I trust my gut feeling. I never react to my gut feeling. And the good news is you reacted to your gut feeling. And the good, even better news is, is that you found out that something good can happen where you think something not so great can happen. So now, all of the sudden, you're, without even realizing it, become more optimistic. Like, oh, wow, I had that figured out as something negative and it turned out to be positive. So take that bridge that it just built into this new place of trust and ride that wave. Oh, I shouldn't do that. That's not going to be any fun. Well, try. Try and see because you might actually have fun. You might be a bigger part of a different aspect of your life than you ever thought you even probably needed. Life is very interesting like that. It's like it expands us. It tells us, hey, hey, you, 
You can be bigger than that. Just like people thought I was smaller than I was in terms of what I said to them. And they wanted to prove it. They wanted it to be true because they did not want what I said to be true. And it wasn't even a bad thing. It was just steering their business in a way that took away a lot of the control and pressure they were putting on it. They didn't want to hear that. They don't want to involve anyone. They want to do it all themselves. And I remember saying, one of the things I said that I can repeat was that if you died today because you're doing everything, what's going to happen to this business you're building? And I got a big I don't know. And that was the beginning of the line of direction that Christ was taking them through. And after a million questions were answered, after all that happened, they built a plan. The stuff that Christ says, the stuff we see in our dreams, the stuff we ask of the world around us and energy because we have no other way of knowing or asking, all that stuff isn't this big blockbuster stuff. It's everyday quality of life. Our lives only looking for love. And when we are far away from seeing or feeling that love, we are scared. And the closer we get to that, we start feeling like we can do anything. And we can try things because the compass that we have, that compass, we start looking at it. We don't ignore it and tell it that it doesn't know what it's doing. And I think what happened with Christina and her daughter was they didn't like where the compass was pointing when I told them. But sometimes when something is really true and someone hears it and they don't want it to be true, even though it might not be a big deal, maybe even just an inconvenience of breaking a habit or changing direction from 12 o'clock to 1 o'clock, but that one hour was going to make a big difference of change. An amazing transformation to learn to use your compass and to trust it enough to act on it and to understand that that's the only way you're going to grow. We can talk about growing, changing, trusting, loving, all we want. But until we do it, we will never understand any of it. When we are faced with certain feelings, like even myself in my sleep, that restlessness, and hear someone I love very much just pass. It was almost like, wake up, wake up, wake up. My daughter needs you. 
and we got to talk. At a time when if the day went and I got a call, I may not have been able to pick it up. And I'm embarrassingly, a lot of times instead of listening to messages, what I do is I just call the person back. And let's say I did call her back, and as usual, she can't pick up. They just got a new dog. Her kids are older. They were, um, what is that, doing their classroom, their schoolwork through Zoom. And now summer school through Zoom until September, so she's busy. Their house is small. They can hear her if she's on the phone, and that would interrupt their school. So we've learned not to talk during the day like we used to. And God made time. Her mom made us find that time. So I've been up. It's so funny because the whole way coming downstairs, I'm like, geez, what am I going to do at 2 o'clock? Now I'm going to be tired in the middle of the day, and I'm like thinking all these all these normal little things, you know, just coming down because I was like, all right, I love waking up early, but this is like before 3. This is still the middle of the night for me. But by now, <laughs> I woke up, I talked on the phone, I had a huge bag of popcorn already. And I'm like at almost 5.30 in the morning, or 6 o'clock in the morning. And I feel her love, and I feel her caring, and I feel her energy. We don't have to pass away to feel that, but somehow it strengthens because we start to think of them in memory. And memories are powerful because when someone passes, what do we do? For the most part, we remember everything positive. And it makes us feel good. It makes us feel honored that we shared a part of their lives. The fact that my life made it into Liam's dream, and this is the second time he sent me a dream privately a while ago, and I thought, ah, you know, that's a lot to put on air. (laughs) And it doesn't need to be. I get why it's happening. But that sense of family, that sense of belonging, that sense of seeing the good, the bad, and the ugly and still standing carries a lot of weight. Carries a lot of weight. Enough to where it's in the psyche. Our dreams are mirrors. When people pass, their body passes. But they still have the power to shake us up in our sleep and wake us up. Only their body dies. I know when people used to say things like, oh, well, I'm in a cape and, you know, I I just unzip it. And, you know, we tried to come up with all these creative ways to say our soul is not our body. But until we grow older... Because when we're young, why do we even need to think about it? And we start seeing people we love getting maybe a weird illness or any illness. And then all of a sudden there's a fight for life, trying to return to walking like we used to, talking like we used to, eating like we used to, 
doing anything like we used to. It's like a great, I want to say, victory, right? It's a great victory. And we learn the fight and the value of time and of our lives and of our souls. And every day I'm like, hey, guys, let's, let's pay attention today. Let's just pay attention today. Why not? What have we got to lose? And some people are like, oh, yeah, nice quote. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Back up. Read it again until you understand it. Because they all sound nice when you first read them, but there's some men, if you get it, like today, this one was a Christism, but Christ said the truth starts the solution. And I thought, oh, my God. Everything that's backed up is because somebody is trying to change the truth into whatever they need back from it. And it's holding us all up. Come on, wake up. Let's just see the truth so we can go on. But if somebody is purposefully not saying the truth, it's because they are trying to change and stop time. Time, that's our greatest asset. Because not telling the truth wastes our time. Because now we have to spend all our time trying to prove the truth. And we hire lawyers and we go to courts and we do all this crazy stuff to try to prove the truth. Why? So we can go on. So we can go on. We are amazing people. Our brains are fascinating. Don't take that away from today. Don't take it away from today. Tell yourself the truth. I have a hard time doing things in the moment, and you'll start doing things in the moment soon. You guys, I love you. I will see you tomorrow on Questions Friday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.